morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are in your day, thank you for spending this time with me. Welcome to Detour Insights, where together we'll embark on a journey of self-discovery and growth. I'm your host, Angie Childers. Let's get going. Anything you can't control is teaching you how to let go. Well, if you couldn't tell by the quotes, we are going to talk today about how to take control by letting go. So obviously that does seem very paradoxical and contradictory, but I want to talk today about what that actually looks like and what that actually means. Um, A lot of my clients are dealing with situations and they come to me looking for how do I fix this? How do I control this? And quite simply, a lot of the times it's not even about finding a way to control the situation. It's about acceptance. And it's about having to learn to let go. So the quote that I started with is anonymous. I couldn't find who actually wrote that. But it was such a simple statement that just really was like a light bulb moment. Even though I already understand this concept, it still was like, wow, it's just that simple. That anytime we recognize that we are dealing with a situation where we feel we need to control something or fix something, and we feel ourselves, the anxiety building, the frustration building, because we, it's, we can't control it. Like, you, you know those things you can't control, but it doesn't stop us from trying, and it doesn't stop us from getting frustrated when we can't. And so what we got to start doing when we recognize that we are in that moment where we're trying to control something is we have to recognize that this is a moment where life is trying to teach us how to let go. So kind of want to talk about that. First, let's start with what are some areas in your life where you recognize you can't control something. Like we've we've got a we got a pinpoint. We have to um acknowledge those areas that are outside of our realm of control. So, you know, that's kind of the one of the first things that I start with with a client in dealing with a situation. So what are some of those things? We we can't control other people. We can't control how they treat us. We can't control whether they like us or not. We can't control what they think about us. We can't control their feelings, beliefs, actions. What's something that we can't control who we're related to? Um, We can't control the weather. We can't control natural disasters, illness, death, the passing of time. For some of us, there's physical and mental limitations on us that are out of our control. There's certain things just in our daily lives that we, we can't control. We have to have food to survive. That's something we can't change or control. Our past is something we can't control. The fact that change is inevitable. And 
even aspects of our future, we can't control. The fact that we're going to become older, the fact that our kids are going to grow up and leave the nest. Our kids' actions once they leave the nest. What you cannot control is the exact outcome of anything and everything. Well, that's a pretty large list of things we cannot control. And it can start to feel like, well, then what is the point in trying to work on ourselves? What is the point in trying to better our lives? That's like everything that is out of our control. So then we want to start to focus in on, well, then what is in our control? What areas of our life is within our realm of control and influence? So how we treat others is absolutely in our control. Our thoughts our emotions, our actions, whether or not we like someone or dislike someone, whether you hold a grudge against someone or choose to forgive someone, your level of empathy and understanding for others, your reactions to people and situations, who you spend time with, how you spend your time, how and where you put your energy and effort. Taking control of yourself to the best of your ability, physically, mentally, emotionally. What your values are and whether or not you live by them. Expressing gratitude. Learning to love not only others, but yourself. Whether or not you hold on to an emotion and become captive to it or choose to let it go. The ability to practice personal growth. You can choose. It is within your realm to control being present in the moment. Remember, we can't control our past. In many aspects of our future, we cannot control. But we can control being present. Being open to change and opportunities. And being adaptable when those changes happen. You can control your mindset. And while we can't control the outcome of any and everything, we can control our reactions and what we think about any and everything. So while, yes, there are a lot of things that are outside of our control, there are a lot of things that are within our control. And so anytime we are facing a situation where we're feeling that lack of control and that anxiety and that frustration starts to build, we have to kind of take a minute and sit with it and go, what is it that I'm trying to control that is just impossible? Why am I wasting my time and my energy and my stress and my anxiety? Believe me, there's plenty out there. I could put that anxiety somewhere else. Why am I choosing to let myself have anxiety over something I can't change? So take a minute and let's figure out where that energy can go. Let's figure out a way. So your mind 
you've gotten yourself and your mind in this place of wanting to do something. It, it, there's a situation that has come about and you have created this thought that now I have to do something to change it. I have to do something to control it. So your mind is ready to control something. And so that frustration and that anxiety builds when it realizes it can't control what it is you're focusing on. So what we have to do is change our focus to something we can control. So what are those things in specific situations? So just for the sake of this conversation, one area that a lot of clients try to control is what other people think about them, whether or not the people they work with or their friends or their family members like them. I mean, that comes into play in a lot of things. So let's say, you know, at work, there's um, something that needs to be addressed with a coworker, and you're concerned about addressing this because it could change how they think about you. What if you say the wrong thing? What if you come across wrong? What if they don't understand what you're trying to say and they take it personally or they take offense? Well, then they're not going to like you and they're going to think differently of you. Or, you know, with your family or your friends, is there parts of yourself that you're hiding because you're afraid of what they're going to think about you if they knew the real you? Are there parts of yourself that you wish could be different, but you're afraid to let that part of you show, whether at work or in front of family or friends, because what are they going to think of me? What if that changes their perspective of me? Well, the reality in that situation is they don't know you to begin with, and you're not giving them an opportunity to show you that they can accept you for who you are. But that's getting just a little off topic and probably a a wonderful topic for another day. So getting back to this issue of what in this situation we can control and what in this situation we cannot control. So bear with me. I've listed out basically um, an outline of how I would walk someone through learning the process of controlling what they can control by letting go of what they cannot. So in this situation, whether it's, you know, you're concerned about what someone's going to think of you or any other situation, we, we, we listed quite a bit that's out of our control. So there's plenty to choose from. First thing to do is to sit down and let's list out the things in this particular situation that you can control and the things that you cannot control. So like I said, that's the very first step when we find ourselves in one of these circumstances is we have to be able to recognize what we are wasting our time and our energy on because it's completely out of our control and choose to focus on what we can control. And the best way to do that is going to be to simply let's write it out. Let's put it out in front of us so that we can see it, we can focus on it, and we can kind of think through this. And you're going to use this list anytime that you start to feel yourself being pulled back to wanting to control what you cannot. You're going to remind yourself, this isn't mine to control. 
the next two steps kind of go together. There's a very fine line between these two. And for me, it's just easier to kind of make them into one. So you're going to make plans for flexibility. And then the one right after that is going to be don't get attached to an outcome. So making plans for flexibility. I was talking to a client recently and basically discussing like when we address conflict. And this is actually something I do believe that I brought up in a previous um, episode. We can absolutely plan to the best of our ability how we would like that conversation to go. As I think I've said earlier in a previous episode, when I know that I'm going to have to have a difficult conversation with someone, I've probably already practiced it three to five times in my head before I ever sit down to have that conversation with that person. Now, to an overthinker or someone that loves to control a situation, that sounds like, well, I'm planning to control. I'm, I'm planning this so that I know every outcome and I've planned for it and I'm going to be able to control this conversation because I've practiced it. That's not what this is about. So I practice and I practice it going in different directions. I practice them responding different ways. I practice them bringing up different points. And the reason behind me doing that, part of it is a personal thing, just knowing myself that in the, in the moment of a conversation, sometimes I can lose my train of thought. So if I've practiced it a couple times, it's easier for me to remember it and it's easier for me to pull from that memory of practicing what it was I want to say or some of the points that I might want to get across depending on what comes up in the conversation. So it's not about me necessarily trying to predict or control them, but just it's a, a behavioral thing I've come up with to help me remember how I want to play a part in this conversation. Re but again, planning for flexibility. So I've planned, but I'm planning for flexibility that this conversation could go many different ways. It could even go a way that I haven't planned for. It could go in a direction that I didn't practice for. And that's where that next step comes in and just kind of attaches to this step. And that's don't get attached to an outcome. So I can practice this all I want. And I can practice it going in many different directions and how I would respond depending on what that other person says or what direction this conversation goes. But what I cannot do is get attached to the expectation that if I say this, they will say that. And if they say that and I respond with this, they'll accept it as this. I have to accept that whatever I may have planned for may be completely thrown out the window and I may be winging it through this conversation because we just cannot get attached to expecting an outcome that has so many variabilities that are out of your control. First and foremost, the other person who's completely out of your control. It's completely out of your control what they are filtering what you're saying through. Someone with trauma, someone with triggers, you have no idea how something you say gets filtered through the mind of the person you're talking to and therefore how or what 
is being said to them in their mind. And that's why when I do mediate with conversations, I I know a lot of people are like, oh, here we go, you know, treating us, you know, like we're in therapy and we got to, you know, there's a reason that these techniques are used in therapies because they work. It can seem tedious and it can, you know, seem elemental, elemental, elementary. <laughs> I don't think I meant elemental. <laughs> but the fact is, in a conversation where I'm mediating, part of my job is to make sure that both parties are being heard and both parties are being understood. Because I recognize that just because you say something very specifically does not mean that is how the other person heard it. And getting into the practice of reiterating back, active listening, reiterating back to the other person, this is what I heard you say. Then they can respond with, oh, well, no, I didn't mean that. What I meant was blah, blah, blah. And the conversation can evolve from there. Or you can acknowledge, yes, that's exactly what I meant. So getting into that habit of active listening when you're in a conversation is a great technique in being able to have efficient communication with someone. Now, again, that is an aspect that you can't control of the other person. The other per person may not understand active listening and may not even realize that they are filtering what you're saying through their trauma, through their triggers. So you have to let go of the expectation of how this is going to play out or how the outcome's going to end. So the next step is about embracing or at least accepting change. So we've listed out what we cannot control. We've listed out what we can control. We've made plans to be flexible. We've decided to let go of the expectation of the outcome. So now we have to be ready to embrace or at least accept any changes. And this is a great time to sit with that change for a moment and start asking yourself some questions. What can I learn from this change? Where can I grow through this change? So what can you learn about yourself? What can you learn about another person? What can you learn about a circumstance or a situation or life in general? You know, embracing or at least accepting some of us who are just learning this process, accepting is good enough. Accepting that change is inevitable. It's going to happen. And so we can spend our lives, like the amount of change that you will experience throughout your lifetime is insane. The amount of change that I'll experience in a 24-hour period sometimes is insane. So it's inevitable. It is going to happen. And we can spend our lives fighting it every step of the way, filling our life with anxiety, filling our life with stress, and putting time, effort, and energy into something that is 
going to happen no matter what we do, or we can learn to accept it and even embrace it for what it's trying to give to us, which is usually an opportunity to learn, an opportunity for growth, which leads us right into that next step. And that's going to be working on or towards personal growth. So this is where we can really start digging down deep and looking inward and recognize those places in ourselves. You know, what has this experience taught me so far? And where can I grow through this experience? Where do I need to slow down? Where do I need to let go? Where do I need to prioritize? Where do I need to focus my attention? So when we when we start recognizing those places that we cannot control and we stop putting our energy and our focus on those things, it frees you up to focus on your own journey, to focus on you. Where are you going? What are you doing? What is in your control? And what are you excited to get up and work on today? So as with many things, even something that's good for us, which is personal growth, can be challenging. It can be scary. It's an unknown. We sit with these these feelings of controlling the things we can't control for so long that even though it would be nice to let go of that anxiety, it'd be nice to let go of that stress and be able to focus on what is in our control to change. And seeing those changes will will bring positivity into our life and feeling of accomplishment and feeling of moving forward. That's an unknown. I haven't been walking in that direction. And I'm not quite sure where that path is going to take me and what it's going to require of me in order to to walk that path. And so it's unknown and it's scary. And so just because it's something good for us and is about personal growth, it can still be challenging and it can come with its with its own set of challenges. And so some of those, and these are things that, you know, we would talk more on uh, one-on-one in coaching sessions about and help you work through and take our time working through them. So fear of losing control. So going back to what I said in the beginning, this is about learning to take control by letting go of what we cannot control. So there's that fear of losing control of those things we've been trying to control, which we in reality haven't been controlling anyway. Then an attachment to comfort zone, what I was just saying. So even though these things were bringing anxiety and stress It was a place that we know. We know what the outcome is of where we are at. Even if it's not a good outcome, we know the outcome. It's a comfort place. It's a comfort zone. It's what I know. It's what's familiar. Then a sense of responsibility. What is this path going to require of me? What am I going to have to acknowledge deep within myself? What is it going to require me to face? What is it going to require me to sit with and start taking responsibility for? You know, now I'm, I'm focusing on things that are actually in my control. That means I have to start taking responsibility for my own actions, for my own thoughts, for how I treat people. Then 
as always, when looking inward, past traumas can come up. We can start to figure out that maybe some of our reactions to situations are rooted in something that's happened in a past trauma. And we may have to face that and we may have to learn to sit with that and figure out what that is trying to teach us. And that can be a challenge. That can be something that we may have been avoiding for a very long time. And then, and I think, I'd like to think that we're getting better at this, but a perceived weakness of if I choose to let go, if it's a situation where I recognize it's out of my control and I choose to let go or walk away and it's something that is a circumstance where walking away or letting go is obvious to other people that I'm choosing to do this. Is it a sign of weakness? Let's say that you are um, a manager and you recognize that you've been micromanaging. You recognize that you've been trying to control your team and control their actions and control how they learn. You try to control how fast they learn. And you start to recognize these things actually aren't in my control. I can influence. I can be a good influence. I can be a good leader that inspires and encourages and give them learning opportunities. But I cannot control them. Micromanaging gets me nowhere. But I've built this up in my head that by managing them the way I have makes me look strong, makes me look in control, makes gives this facade that I'm a leader to look up to. But what is it going to look like if I choose to let that those things go? What's it going to look like if I start looking to them for answers for themselves and so start allowing them to find their own answers, start allowing them to work at their own pace. I'm going to look weak. Like I just, like I don't care or, you know, it's a perceived weakness that is not reality. It takes so much more strength to recognize where change needs to be made within yourself and be willing to walk that path. It takes so much more strength to do that than to sit in that comfort zone and to stay where you've been. And I do believe that that perspective is changing. I'd like to think that it's changing and that people will recognize your strength as you start to choose where to put your focus. And to start allowing others to control what's in their wheelhouse instead of you trying to control them. And then, of course, resistance to change. That just kind of sums it all up. Like, we are very resistant to change, typically. And for all the reasons that we've been talking about. We have a way of doing things. It it's the experience we've had so far. It's where we are comfortable having to accept change means accepting an unknown outcome. And as we've already stated, the unknown can be scary. And we can resist wanting to embrace that. 
There's also the issue of identity and ego attachment. So, you know, going back to, let's say, the manager that micromanages, they've done it for so long that their identity is wrapped up in being that type of manager. So having to let go of that means having to rediscover who they are, means having to redefine who they are as a manager. And that's that's changed. That's unknown. And so we have to learn to let go of even who we have perceived ourselves to be sometimes in certain situations. And then we can talk about also cultural or social norms or basically, you know, any any situation where someone, other people have an expectation on you um, of how to respond to a certain situation or, you know, something along those lines. So, you know, for example, if you have aging parents that, let's say, have health issues and they have decided they're not taking care of themselves the way they should, they've been diagnosed with something, they're not taking their meds, they're not going to their doctor appointments, they've just kind of given up and don't really care about what happens with their health. And let's say, you know, you're Let's say it's your, you know, your parents and you've got family members who are looking to you as their child, as, you know, this elderly couple's child to why aren't you trying more? Why aren't you forcing them to go to doctor appointments? Why aren't you going over there and making sure they're taking their meds? And to an extent, maybe you have, maybe you've been doing this for years already and they just fight you every step of the way and they're not going to do what you want them to do no matter what. There comes a point in time. When again, you have to recognize that you've done all you can do and their choices, their beliefs about their life, their actions, whether or not they choose to take care of themselves is outside of your realm of what you can control. And so while you love them and you wish they would take care of themselves and you wish they would do better, you have to let go of this expectation that you can somehow fix them, that you can somehow keep them safe and keep them healthy if they're not willing to take care of themselves. And family members may look at you like you're giving up on them. And that is so hard to be able to look at someone and say, I love my parents, but I can't take care of them any better than they're going to take care of themselves. And I have to accept that for my peace, so that I don't drive myself crazy trying to fix something I can't fix. And that's hard. Whenever you have to take a stand to protect your sanity, to live the life you know you're meant to live and the way that you're meant to live it, and it goes against the norm, it goes against what makes other people comfortable you know, part of that is these other people are uncomfortable with how you're handling it because it's not the norm. And so they want you to handle things a certain way. And you have to be strong in what you've decided for yourself and what you can control and how you're going to 
react to that situation to be able to keep moving forward in the face of that type of adversity. So I just wanted to emphasize that I recognize how hard it can be to let go of the things you now recognize are out of your control. It may be things you've been trying to control for the majority of your life, and now I'm saying, let it go. And I recognize how hard that can be, and I recognize that it's a process. It's not one that happens overnight. It's not one that just magically occurs because you've recognized it's an area to let go. It's a process to work through. It's a process to remind yourself of daily. But there is such a beauty and such a freedom when you do learn to let go of what you cannot control and you are given the ability to now focus your time and your energy on that inner circle, the things that are in your control. And that is where you start to truly live in the present and in the freedom of being who you were meant to be. I just want to thank each and every one of you again for coming every week and listening to what I have to say. And I do hope that it encourages you. I hope that it inspires you. I hope that you took something away from today and that you can spend some time over the next few days, few weeks, thinking about those things in in areas in your life where maybe you need to start letting go. And if you need me, I'll be right here.